Hello and welcome to the HR Edit, a podcast brought to you from Southeast Employers, taking a look at those common and often tricky HR questions. Today, myself, Michelle, our HR guru, and Sarah, our tech wizard, are going to be looking at national pay negotiations. Um, Sarah, can I pass over to you to kick off with the first question? Michelle, pay is always a majorly hot topic in uh, local government. Can you just talk us through the different pay negotiation routes, please? Absolutely. So in our region, the southeast, we are quite unusual in that roughly half of our councils are not on national pay. So we have the National Joint Committee for Local Government Services, which negotiates all of the pay, and it used to negotiate terms and conditions as well uh, for NJC employers. Then roughly half of our councils are on local or what we term as linked local pay. So local pay, as it sounds, is where the individual council has their own pay negotiation process that they go through in order to determine what the annual pay award will be. Linked Local, again, has a local agreement around negotiating their annual pay award, but that agreement will contain a phrase along the lines of, we will not pay less than the national award, uh, or we will keep in mind the national award when making our recommendations for the, the that year's pay award. So those are the three different uh, negotiation routes that we have in our region. As I say, we are quite unusual. Uh, certainly some of the more northern regions have no local pay at all they're all on national pay. Michelle why would a an organisation choose to move away from that national pay what what sort of um, reasons or benefits are there to actually removing yourself from that what seems to be very well organised and it kind of does it for you kind of scheme? Historically um, a lot of the reason has been uh, linked to a situation similar to what we're facing at the moment where the National Pay Award uh, has been a long and protracted negotiation process Um, so the employees are having to wait months to get their pay award uh, put into their pay packet and that has driven a lot of councils to become quite frustrated with that process. Other drivers have been where uh, finances have been challenging for councils and actually coming out of the national negotiations has allowed them to deliver their own priorities on a local basis. So they may have offered a reduced annual pay award, but offered other benefits or incentives to the workforce as a sort of compensation for not getting the same Uh, level as the national award. So there are many reasons why people move out of national pay negotiations, but the challenge is that you have to bring those negotiations in-house. So you have to have staff who are trained in pay negotiations. You also have to have a fairly robust recognition agreement with your unions setting out what what they can and can't uh, negotiate with you on. And your trade union representatives also need to be trained up in those negotiation processes um, and accredited by their union to undertake them. So it seems quite a simple route uh, to take to go to local pay, but there's an awful lot of work involved and it's done on, you know, an annual basis. Um, You know, so those people will always be involved in those kind of conversations and negotiations, unless, of course, you can get a multi-year deal. But we don't seem, tend to see too many multi-year de- deals when the economy is doing what it's, you know, it, what it does mm. and, and being quite mm. 
it's difficult to predict what um, the future holds. So if the national negotiations stall, what impact does that have? So the impact will be different depending on whether you are local, linked local or national pay. If you are local pay, the national pay award being stalled or taking you know, a, a protracted amount of time to resolve has no impact whatsoever. Because you are on local pay, you can determine your own pay award in your own timescales um, by negotiating that uh, collective agreement with your local union reps. If you are on linked local, uh, there is an impact. So if you have guaranteed in your uh, pay negotiation recognition agreement that you will pay the national award as a minimum, then you do have to be mindful. However, because you are on local terms, if you chose to, you could pay what is being offered at that point in time on the national pay award um, as an interim award and guarantee that if the national position changes, i.e. it goes up, you will uh, pay the additional sum that is awarded under that national award. So you can, as linked local, pay early uh, based on what the, the position is at the national negotiations at the time. But you will have to then make those additional calculations if there's any change in the future to that uh, final award. What then if, just to throw the cat amongst the pigeons, what if the pay award is actually less and you've already paid? Whether well, you then have to get that back if you're linked local from your employees or has that never actually happened? Is it usually more? <laughs> it is normally more, um, but in, a, in the theoretical world where it could happen, ultimately, because you are a linked local payer and your agreement will probably state something along the lines of at a minimum, we will pay the national uh, pay award level. You will probably find it very difficult to claim back that overpaid element. Um, your local unions would have an absolute fit. Um, so from an industrial relations perspective, um, it's probably not a good move. Um, and ultimately, you've kind of paid it out of your account already. Um, yeah, you've committed, haven't you? And committed I, I the mean, money as well. Yeah. I mean, the knock-on effect, of course, is the year after, um, mm. you know, you are already at an increased pay rate compared to the national pay scales. Of course, um, of course. Uh, but if you're not using those national pay scales, which a lot of linked local don't, they have their own local pay scales, um, then, you know, the, that's not so much of an issue. But there is that mm. knock on effect that you're already at a higher level. So if the following year you match, you know, you're paying an increased percentage on a higher amount in the first place. Yes, so, yes. Becomes it, inflated, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but as I say, um, it is very rare yeah. <laughs> that an award is reduced. <laughs> yes, thank goodness. <laughs> once, once a full and final offer has been put on the table, um, yeah. we've only ever had it increased. Do a lot of um, linked locals pay sooner? Because obviously um, the pay negotiations do go on and on and on. I actually think last year was incredibly long uh, before anybody saw their sort of back pay in their pay packet. So 
is it quite a common thing for Link Local to pay early? Um, yes, I mean, a number of our Link Local have uh, different uh, effective from dates anyway. So their their um, negotiation processes is misaligned to the national award. It de- it often depends on how much pressure the unions are putting on locally. Of course, yes, I always forget about unions. <laughs> uh, and it also kind of it also depends on how protracted they are becoming mm. so quite often the unions start pushing putting pressure on to employers in october time to get it agreed by november so it can go into the pay packets in december so that yeah. the employees are having that money before um, the end of the calendar year so we do quite often get employers questioning at that point. Um, and that goes for for national pay employers as well as linked local. We quite often start getting the questions in the run up to that Christmas period. Can we pay? Should we pay? You know, and uh, there are some significant risks. Yes. Yes, I can imagine. And hopefully you're going to tell us about those, Michelle. I am. Um, so when we're talking about the National Pay Award, the national employers completely appreciate the frustration um, that employers feel with the protracted negotiations. Um, You know, the national employers make every effort to uh, consult uh, national pay councils um, very, very quickly after the pay claim is received and get an offer out uh, you know, in a in a very short time period from receipt of that pay claim. So when we end up in situations where unions are balloting for acceptance or rejection of the um, award, or balloting for industrial action, and those ballot timeframes don't always line up, um, that causes those negotiations to become quite lengthy and drawn out. And the national employers are as frustrated with that as as any uh, national pay employer is. And we understand why people are asking, can we pay as an interim award? However, we strongly advise, and when I say we, I'm talking about the national employers, the LGA and your regional employer organisations, strongly advise that you don't pay early if you are a national pay employer. There are a couple of reasons for that. Um, First of all is the the practical one. The more employers that hold the line, the more pressure it puts on the unions to come to the table uh, for the benefit of their members. Second of all, um, it's actually an audit issue. So council audit teams will more than likely start questioning why um, expense has been incurred when there is not a a sort of a national collective agreement in place saying you must pay. Uh, So there is a a sort of an audit issue there. Probably most compelling um, are the legal risks though and there are a couple of cases, uh, Costal UK Limited and Dunkley and Ineos Infrastructure, Grangemouth Limited and Jones and others Links to both those cases are available to see members on the HR Edit page of our website. 
But in summary, in both those cases, the employers implemented uh, their final pay offer before it had been accepted by the unions. And in both cases, the, the sort of pay bargaining process had not reached its uh, natural conclusion. It hadn't you know, been exhausted effectively. And the unions challenged it, you know, the, the implementation of the, the pay award without the collective agreement in relation to section 145B of the Trade Union and Labour Relations Consolidation Act, which effectively prevents employers from bypassing the local collective bargaining process to and, and making offers directly to employees uh, in order to bring those those collective bargaining processes to an end. It went back and forth through the various uh, levels of the courts um, because there was some disagreement over the interpretation of bringing collective bargaining processes to an end actually meant. Was it each individual collective bargaining process or the recognition agreement effectively? Um, but ultimately, it came down to if an employer makes an, uh, an offer to directly to the employee um, in order to circumnavigate that particular set of bargaining that breaches the Trade Union Labour Relations Act and it is a prohibited act. In each of the cases, Costal and Ineos, um, the fine that was imposed was approximately £5,000 per employee that received the upfront interim payment in lieu of a final jointly agreed pay deal. Wow. So, yeah, that's serious. <laughs> it's very, very expensive. Uh, and when you think about you would be doing that to your entire workforce that is uh, on green book pay. Yeah, that very quickly mounts up to a lot of money. So there are some significant legal risks associated with uh, making those early interim payments before the national pay negotiation process has concluded. Um, we fully appreciate that you will be getting an awful lot of pressure from the unions, your workforce, uh, and, you know, probably your members as well, um, your councillors. Um, but as I say, you know, there are significant costly risks associated with doing so if you are a national pay employer. I think if people understood as well, you know, the, the financial risk to the organisation for making an early payment, I think maybe they'd back off a little bit because I hadn't appreciated that at all. And like everybody get frustrated when the the pay deals become or the negotiations become so protracted that you're getting towards Christmas when you really could do with, you know, a bit a bit of extra in your pay packet. Although I have to say that the um, when it does go in and you've got a few months worth, it's actually quite nice, isn't it? Especially before Christmas. Um, <laughs> but I hadn't appreciated that the the kind of fines that you could receive yeah. for um, going early on your payments. Um, I mean, £5,000 per employee is a significant amount when you think about, I don't know, I'm, this is off the top of my head because I've been doing a bit about headcount, but, you know, councils have sort of 250, you know, in some cases 500 employees. So yeah. that is significant and, and can probably destroy an organisation. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just the financial implications, it's the reputational risk. I mean, you know, we are talking about those who are union members um, because it's about circumnavigating that trade union relationship. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of those challenges that we we face more and more often now 
um, particularly with uh, the local government services pay negotiations. But yeah, it's um, something that uh, we we are just going to have to learn to live with, I'm afraid. So trade unions seem to be the um, sort of backbone for employment and labour relations in this country. Yeah, it, it is a, it's important to have that union recognition and, and that sort of protection for employees. Um, I mean, you think about some of the, the horror stories that come out of the private sector where they are not unionised and their working conditions are horrendous. You know, minimum pay, not exactly the safest environments to work in you know, all that kind of stuff. And I recognise that is the minority of private sector employers. Um, But just the fact that that kind of work ethic and and, and workplace exists really brings to the fore why unions are there and, and the positive impact that they can have on, you know, an employee's working life. Thank you so much for that, Michelle. The latest news on national pay will be on our website, www.seemp.co.uk forward slash latest on pay. And you can find the links mentioned in this podcast on our website, on our podcast page, www.seemp.co.uk forward slash the HR edit, where you'll also find all the supporting documents for our previous episodes. We hope to see you back next time when we will be discussing our next HR topic. Thank you very much and we'll see you then.